Welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast. My name is Jeff. I'll be your host for today. Today is episode number 28. What is your first day of lessons workflow? Let's get started. As I said, my name is Jeff, and we are going to get started with episode number 28. What is your first day of swim lessons workflow? What I mean by that is, what do you do on your first day of swim lessons during a session? So when you have a new group of kids that come in, or participants, what do you do on a step-by-step basis on, you know, as your work? What do you do? What, what are your steps that you do to get through that? Now, number one, I'd like to know what you do in your program. Now, I've been talking to some people in the area and seeing what they do and getting their ideas on how they work on their, uh, their, their flow. What, what's going on in the manager's mind on that first day? Now, if you're just doing uh, private lessons, then the first day generally involves just introducing yourself and getting into the water. And we can talk about on another podcast what your actual steps are to make a connection with the swimmer on the first day. Today, what we're looking at is in your program, and if you're a manager, or, or what does your on-deck supervisor do on day one? How do you separate out your kids? How do you organize your class? How do you test people? You know, what are kind of the things that you do uh, on your first day of swim lessons? Now, uh, I'm going to go through what we do in our program, and then I'll give you some examples of what other people do in theirs. And hopefully this gives you somewhat of an idea of the different things that people do in their swim lesson programs. Um, I'm of the mind uh, that we should make it as easy as possible with as little downtime as possible and separate out our participants as quickly as possible. Uh, and you'll see that as we go through here, uh, how we do our program. And, you know, if that works for you, fantastic. And if you disagree with it, I'd love to hear your comments. You know, leave me a comment um, on iTunes. Leave me a review. Uh, leave me a comment on the webpage at swimminglessonsideas.com. Or you can send me an email and let me know. jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com. And I do check my email. That is my inbox, uh, so you can connect with me immediately. Uh, and I would it'd be great to hear from you on what you think about this. So let's dive right into it. What do we do on our first day of swim lessons? Now, this is a session. So each session, the same day, the first day is usually the same. Uh, we print out our rosters. So we want to know who has registered for the program in advance. Uh, we print off our attendance sheets. And for us, we don't do levels. People do not sign up by level. And this is probably the first divergence from most programs. Uh, we don't do that because we wanna make the registration process as easy as possible for our participants. So that means if we're separating out or letting our participants choose the level of their kids, uh, then they may not be choosing the correct class and we are limiting our options of when they can come. So we want to make it as easy as possible for someone to register and to show up when it's convenient for them. Instead of saying, well, you're in level three and now you have to change your schedule around. Uh, I think that that causes more headache than uh, the benefit of it for scheduling. And we found that if we just offer the day and the time, uh, we can easily separate out based on ability during the lesson and it's a very simple thing to do and we've been doing it for three years and have never had a problem with it and we have over 600 kids in our program each year so 
Um, it's been working very well. So on day one, we've printed off our roster, we've printed off our attendance sheet, and we uh, get everyone set up. So the first thing we do is if we know the, the participants, if they've been in our program before, we know what level they fall into. Level one, level two, level three, level four, you know, what portion of our program are they in? And for the most part, they're in either level two or level three, sometimes level one. So if we know what level they're in, we immediately uh, separate them out by their level because we know them. If we don't know them, then we try to stick those kids together on the first day. Or we just separate them out by age and say, okay, based on your age and then having a conversation with the parent before the class, we'll say, okay, maybe they're going to fit in here. And then we put them in a class with people of their like age. Uh, and Or if we, based on our conversation with the parent, in a group that is appropriate for them. You know, do they know how to go into water? Generally, if they don't, then they're in a level one class uh, with younger people. If they do, then we'll stick them in a level two class. And our goal here is to reduce the amount of swimmers in each class. So keep it as low as possible. We want our ratios to be ideally four or less, uh, four to one. Um, our max would be five and five participants to one instructor, but we try to avoid that as much as possible. And uh, we are going to put our swim, our swimmers, our participants, in groups that we think that is appropriate for them. So we'll have a conversation with the parents. You know, oh, does Johnny go underwater? Yes. Okay. Well, does he know how to swim front crawl? No, oh, he does. Does he know how to do the breathing? Oh, no, he's working on that. Okay. We're going to put him in a level two class to begin with and make sure that it's appropriate for him. So once we do that, once we've had the conversation with the parent, we're going to separate out the kids into their groups and who the instructor is. And then they're going to go in their, their, their specific locations based on ability. So our youngest swimmers go on the shallowest end. Our more advanced swimmers go on the deeper end. And we use platforms too uh, that they can stand on in all areas. So even in the deep end, the swimmers who are generally older or more experienced uh, will have something to stand on to keep their head above water so they're not treading or holding onto the wall. And we do that because it's easier to teach younger swimmers in shallower water. Uh, there's more opportunities for games, uh, like if you've checked out our website at all. Uh, so we want to take advantage of that shallower water in the shallow end for our youngest swimmers. And then we watch. So then we observe. So we have a manager on, de on deck. And what that manager does is they take their uh, roster sheet or their attendance sheet uh, which has the swimmer separated out by ability and group. And then we move them around. So we watch and see, is this the appropriate place for the swimmer? And we make sure that they're working both with the instructor well in that level and are they working well with other people in that group. So we want to see the interaction between the swimmers and we want to see the interaction between the swimmer and the teacher and the ability level. And our goal here is to keep the like ability levels together. Now that means that uh, level twos are going to be together. And it's a general level two, you know, because what we can do is we can teach each skill to a wide range of ability levels uh, because we can modify it based on the participant. So if we're doing front glides, we can do a supported front glide with someone who uh, can't put their, who, who is uncomfortable doing it on their own but can put their face in the water. And in the same group, we can have someone who does put their face in the water doing it on their own. And while it's not ideal, we can do that. 
based on the way we teach our program. So if we wanted to be able to continue um, keeping these two people together, even though they're of different levels, or like one's a low level two and one's a high level two, we can do that because individually we can modify the skill even though we're doing the same thing. Right, so what we want to do is get these classes as close together in ability as possible. Now, while that's not always entirely 100% possible, like, uh, you know, able to do, we want to get as close as we can. So we're going to attempt to uh, get our swimmers um, as close as they can, and that, that may require switching them around. And we do that on the first day. Now, after the first day, that's a different story. We try to avoid switching in the middle of the session, uh, unless there's a compelling reason to. You know, if someone has consistently proven that they're able to be in a different group and because they've been learning and adapting and take, and actually doing what we've been asking them to, then we'll absolutely move them right away. Again, that's a conversation that we have with the parents. Uh, but in, and on the first day, uh, we're going to separate out by ability if we know them already, and then we're going to further separate out by watching them, or by age, and then we're going to watch them and make sure, and then we're going to separate it out again. So hopefully by the first 30-minute class, we know exactly what groups they're going to be. Uh, and then we write it all down in our binder, um, and we have our groups. Uh, and then we move on from there. And every time someone is moved, they're removed from one group, and they're added to the next. Uh, so we know every week who, you know, anyone could walk in and be a manager if they know our skills and our abilities. And they can see our booklet and say, oh, this person is in this group with this instructor. And... Um, when they move, we just erase or scratch out their name and add them to the next list. So we use a, I haven't put this out in, um, in our program yet uh, because we're still refining it, but we use a class sheet that is unique to each class so we can add and take away some uh, participants. And it's only a, a one month class for the most part, so four to five, session, four to five classes in a session, uh, and then we start over again. Uh, and then we also offer like a semester-long session, so it's more like 12 or 13 classes. And that's inside of that, so we, we just update that each month uh, along with the existing ones. So what do you do? Um, here's, I talked to someone from another part, uh, another program, and their system was, um, it was kind of interesting. So they have... Uh, they register by level, uh, so their registration is you sign up for level one, level two, level three, level four, or level four plus. And in their this other programs, uh, level one is going underwater, whole head, uh, supported and unsupported front and back floats. Um, they do swim front crawl for 15 yards with breathing to the side for level two. They do bilateral breathing for level three, which is both sides. And level four is breaststroke and butterfly. And then level four plus is like swim team. Uh, so they, they have a lar a broad, uh, very similar to our program in that it's very broad, uh, though we do it a little differently in how we separate it out. So on the first day, um, they take a, they, they have everybody written down in their binder. And they put our, they actually have a testing stations where they have 15 to 20 kids at a time. And they have instructors just ready to be in the water testing. And I'm assuming that the kids are waiting. 
and they do a mass testing. So they look at every kid and they say, okay, this is where you are. And then they set, they put them aside into a level. So the first day is dedicated to testing. And this is from what I remember, a very old school way of doing it. Uh, they have everyone just sign up and then they do a testing time uh, where uh, everyone is tested uh, at once. And they have multiple instructors in the water who are ready to ask these kids, can you do these certain skills? And then they have someone on deck with a binder writing down, okay, this person's in level one, this person's in level two, this person's in level three. And then they um, give them their groups on the next day. So there's one way of doing it. Um, and I made a mistake here earlier. Uh, they don't sign up for the levels in advance. They just sign up for the time in the day. And then they, I think this is for their camps actually. Uh, so for their camps, which come in during the day, they all come in at the same time. They separate them out based on ability after the first day uh, when they do this testing day where they have um, the kids line up on the side and then there's instructors in the water that take them off the side and do these skills with them. And then the person on the deck checks them off. You know, here's where you are. And then the that evening, they look at that master list and then they separate it out into levels. And so the next day, the instructors know who's in their class. Uh, and that's how they do that. So that's what the first day they test them, and the second day they have their classes set. Uh, and then they said uh, when they do testing, so when they, uh, the manager will be walking around the deck during the lessons, and if the instructor thinks that someone should be moving up a class or up a level, they'll raise their hand and the manager will come by and approve or disapprove uh, the move up and then they'll move the participant into the next level. Uh, so they kind of have um, the instructors think, oh, this person should be moving on. I'm going to signal to my manager and then they're going to come by and we're going to demonstrate and then they're going to move on. Uh, and then they do that generally at the end of the session. Uh, I think they do that on Monday of the last week because uh, they're during the summer. It's a week long, two week long sessions. Um, so a session is two weeks. And it's every day. Uh, and then so they do that on Monday. They do their testing. Uh, so so that's their, their first day is really just line up everyone on the side and then test them and separate them out that night. One of the other programs that I talked to, they actually do uh, their levels as registration. So at registration, the, the parents pick the level and then they are at that day and time. So at, so they will offer like level one at three o'clock and level two at 3.30 and level three at four o'clock. Um, and then maybe they'll stack it up or maybe they'll do uh, other things where they have multiple levels at the same time, uh, depending on if they have multiple instructors or not. And they do that on the first, and so right off the bat on the first day, they're in their class and they're with their set instructor. And then it meets the same time each week on the same day. Uh, so every week at the same time and day, uh, they meet up. And uh, there's no, I don't think the manager is on, I mean, the manager is on deck, but they're not uh, involved with like a testing or a sorting process, quite like our program or the other program I mentioned. Uh, they just are making sure that the parents signed up for the appropriate level. And if it's not the right level, the next day, they'll switch them into a different class, uh, class time. Or if there's an existing class at the same time, they'll move them into that class at the same time. So it really depended on how they've done the schedule, and it's a little more 
uh, heavy on scheduling in the in the in, in advance than it is being able to be flexible during the day, during that day during that session. You know, this is kind of nebulous and kind of uh, vague. Uh, it's really difficult to to talk about other programs without having seen them. Uh, but I think it gives you a good understanding of the different ways that you can go about doing a swim lesson program on the first day. Uh, to break it down as simply as I can for our program, uh, the Swimming Lessons Ideas program that, that we run, uh, we print off a roster, we determine if we know the kid or not, or the participant or not. If we do, because we track everybody, then we put them in a group with an existing instructor or a level. And then those that we don't know, we separate by age and through a conversation with the parents where they fall into those levels, existing levels. Or we create new ones if we don't have one set off already at that time. So if all we have are advanced swimmers, like let's say we have 10 advanced swimmers and five new people, and two of the new people are not like total won't go underwater, we'll create a class for, for them. So they get an instructor, and then we'll separate out based on the number of instructors we have, which is typically four uh, for fifteen minute for fifteen participants, um, and we will uh, separate them out then based on who is there that day, and we'll do no more than five in a class, and like I said earlier, ideally only four max. So that's our first day. So we observe, we separate out in advance. We separate out based on a conversation with the parents and by age, and then we further separate out based on what we see on that first day during the class session. So they're actually being taught the whole time in a small group as opposed to what this other program does. We'll say program A. What they do is they're primarily dealing with camps, so everybody shows up at the same time. On the first day, they line everyone up on the side of the pool, they have four or five instructors in the water and a manager or two on deck with a book. And the managers on deck need to see every kid do a list of skills. Underwater, freestyle with breathing, backstroke, butterfly, breaststroke. So basically like a, like a swim team trial. And they do that for every participant. And when they get to a point where they can't proceed, then that's the level that they're in. Okay, they can't go underwater, level one. They can't do breathing to the side, level two. They can't do like a bilateral breathing level three they can't do butterfly level you know um, level three or level four you know so once they reach failure then that determines their level program b uh, that we went through here uh, they do their signups in advance so they uh, list in their schedule in their brochure in their registration documents Monday, 3 o'clock, level 1. Monday, 3.30, level 2. Monday, 4 o'clock, level 3. And then parents think, oh, my kid's level 3, so they sign them up for level 3. And then on the first day, they just get their roster, teach the lesson, and then the instructor or the manager says, yeah, this is appropriate or it's not appropriate. You need to switch class. And then they move forward from there. So there's a bunch of different ways that you can go about the, doing this. Uh, I'd like to know what you do. What does your program do on your first day? You know, how do you separate out your students? How do you make sure that you have the right people in the right classes? And what are the steps you go through on that first day? You know, what do you use an online binder? Do you use a um, like a Google form? Do you do 
some sort of online software like Jackrabbit or any of the other programs that exist out there? You know, what are you using to make your class organization and separating and uh, scheduling and, you know, kind of class building? What do you make that, what do you use to make that easier? Um, I'm pretty convinced that there's nobody that has a unifying program that allows you to do this online or with your cell phone, uh, which I would love to see or on a tablet or a waterproof iPad or a waterproof uh, Android device. Uh, that would be fantastic. So, you know, I want to hear from you. What what are you doing to on your first day of swim lessons? You know, I want to know. Uh, so, you know, I'll print it up. I'll put it on a website so other people can benefit from your experience uh, and give you credit for it uh, if you want. So uh, send me an email, jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com. Or connect with me on Twitter at Swimming Ideas. Uh, and as always, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast. Uh, I do this podcast for your benefit so that you can learn a little bit about swim lessons, hopefully in a way that's convenient to you. Um, we do a little bit different topics on the podcast than we do on the website. So the website's more geared towards uh, lesson plans, swim games, how to teach swimming, Podcast is more talking about general topics or different topics and registration and running the program and, you know, giving you an idea of how you can go about achieving certain goals that may not fit into a typical blog podcast or, or a, I'm sorry, a blog post of some kind. So as always, give us an honest review on iTunes. We are on iTunes Swimming Ideas Podcast. Uh, or give us a review or a comment in the comments below if you found this on the individual page post uh, at swimminglessonsideas.com. All right, thank you very much. We'll see you next week.